G'day listeners and welcome back to the Keeper League podcast for the uh, round 20 2019 episode with the AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't focus on the superstars, just focus on the lesser knowns and the blokes that are going to be relevant in your keeper leagues. Uh, g'day, Kays, how you going? Very well, happy yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Had a hit of golf on the weekend. Yeah. Played quite well. So didn't you know. see that uh, Port Essendon game, didn't you? Uh, I missed it actually. Oh. Yeah, I just happened to be uh, out slugging around McCracken Country Club, which was uh, much nicer than uh, seeing what would happen at Eddie Hat. I think. Don't even bother watching your own team play. Disgrace. Uh, sounds like you really. <laughs> uh, that's only the last few weeks. Jeez, you want to sack a coach? I just miss a game, and I'm the bad guy. Yeah, but you guys are in the eight. Well, were. We're still in the eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although we just did our ladder prediction, Hef. We might miss the eight. It's yeah. uh, going to be pretty tight. Four teams, two spots. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty interesting last few rounds of football. So, yeah. Anyway, you're across the injury news. You've had a look at this. So, what's been going on? I have. There's a bit going on this week. So, obviously, uh, Dane Zorko uh, hurt his hammy on Sunday. Uh, set out most of the second half of the game, which obviously would have hurt anyone who had him in his side. But I suppose it opens up a few opportunities. Uh, ben Keyes maybe coming back in. Uh, beast mode. Reece Matthews. Matheson had a good start to the season, then has dropped off, and I'm sure that you'd love to see your boy Corey Lyons get the call up to the Lions side. Yeah, he's been absolutely dominating the knee for, but they were talking today that Zorko might not actually be injured and really? won't miss the game. Yeah, I think so that would be crazy of them to not to, to play him. Well, you know, like they've got a finals campaign to worry about, not yeah, yeah. you know just anything else. True, and they they pretty much lock for top four. For yeah, so yeah, I'd prefer him to miss also because the guy who's on top of the league in our ladder in our mm-hmm. league who is um playing his first final this weekend has him, so I'd like him yeah. to miss. So would yeah, love be good. Yeah. All right. Who else? Uh, Mason Cox eyeball popped out. I think. Jesus. Um, so I don't know if it did, but he did some serious damage. So he's going to miss. Um, basically, there's no one fit on Collingwood's list. It seems, but um, John Noble, who was their mid-season recruit, has been touted maybe to come in and come back into the forward line there so probably not super fantasy relevant but um, bad luck if you had Mason Cox uh, Darcy Parrish got knocked out missed most of the game um, uh, or even the mo- all of it didn't he I don't even know I, I completely didn't watch that game so uh, yeah I can't actually remember and I did watch it but I can't remember what happened anyway, he had concussion it's and it weren't touching the ball much so <laughs> I didn't really notice him going and Matt Guelfie uh, hurt his knee today at training so um, he's been pretty good for us this season uh, midfield and half back so those guys will need to be replaced um, hopefully Dyson Herbal comes back in uh, to add a bit of class into our midfield but geez the other one David Myers I hope he doesn't get a call your up. man oh no I love that guy but the thing is that he could if you know if you really you know searching around for some mid cover he you know and you there's zero and you've got a wave of wire or whatever like he he could actually score okay if he plays predominantly inside mid has the potential to pop up and score an 80 which yeah. can be handy could be a finals could be a finals winning score yeah uh, Grant Birchall, he's uh, probably done for the year uh, with basically old man syndrome. So his kind of uh, reconnaissance has been squashed. Um, hopefully we see Jack Scrimshaw come back in or even uh, James Cousins. They've been playing good twos footy and have a bit of class. Uh, not super fantasy relevant once again. Uh, Jakey Lever, who's been in pretty decent touch as a you know your, your fifth string backman. He's injured. Uh, Stevie May should come back in to replace him. He's basically another fifth string defender. Um, LDU, he's gone for the year, so we don't get any more of a look at him, which is a bit frustrating because he's uh, one we can't quite get a grasp on this season. So looks likely that your Jed Anderson might come back in, which uh, could yep. be quite handy for a few coaches. He would have been, um, you know, definitely starting in most sides until he got dropped the other week. Had a big uh, VFL game on the weekend, I think, as well. Oh, yeah, he's probably too good for the VFL, I think. Yep. Uh, your boy, Zach Butters, gone. Oh, sorry, right? I just want to go back, and as long as they keep Paul Ahern on the halfback line, I'm happy. I don't really care what happens. 
Yep, no one cares about Paul Oh, I think I'd beg to differ. Mm, right. Anyway, Zach Butters, what happened to him? Uh, I can't even remember. Uh, something, no, I can't remember. Did you watch the game? I'm, yeah. I confessed I didn't watch the game. No. You've watched the game and you don't know what happened. No, I did. I just had a few beers and yeah, just can't quite remember a lot of yeah, it. You can't handle your beers anymore. As we, anyone who listened to the, uh, the podcast when he did the I, draft I literally night. just read what happened like 30 seconds ago and I cannot remember what it was. <laughs> uh, so, Stevie Motlop back half? Yeah, that's what that's the most likely. And I think if Butters is uh, gone, I'd prefer um, Farrell, but I don't yeah. know if that actually happens. It'd be so. good to watch Farrell again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jade Gresham is uh, also hurt his eye, so he's gone for the year apparently. But there's a plethora of St. Kilda options who all have some fantasy relevance. So, Jack Stephen could be back for his first AFL game in yeah, quite that's a while. Exciting. Uh, or Dan Hannabury for that matter. I think he had gastro last weekend. Uh, Jack Nunes, who also was sick, uh, probably is sniffing around a spot. So, there's a few likely types there, which uh, I'm sure a few coaches would be keen if. Uh, especially someone like Stephen can definitely get back in. For yeah, his, for probably the most uh, fantasy relevant injury there. Mm. There might be a few coming in. Yeah, righto. Let's move on to the round rewind, Heifer. All right, let's move on to the round rewind, the segment where we recap all the games and look at the uh, Keeper League relevant fantasy stars and all the duds and everything in between, really. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's start off with North Melbourne versus Hawthorne. So, Ben Brown, the Coleman race is on. It is. He had 106 points and he had four goals and three behind. So, again, you've got Jeremy Cameron who is out with an injury. I'm not sure if he comes back soon. Fingers crossed because yeah. I've got him in a multi. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, if he um, if he does come back, um, I guess he, GWS are more likely to play, you know, proper serious football mm. and not, they're not going to worry about Coleman's and individual accolades. Until it's cash in time against the Gold Coast <laughs> in uh, round 23. True that. But then you've got someone like Ben Brown who North Melbourne are probably likely to feed to be good for that club to bring home a Coleman. So, they've been feeding him for you know a month now yeah yeah so my thinking is like yeah they could actually you know he could actually get some decent scores over the next week mm-hmm. and they play melbourne on grand final weekend as well which could be juicy as well the way they've been playing they've been leaking goals like a sieve so oh <laughs> sorry fast car just went past in uh, angle park the yep. fine suburb so we'll uh, get yeah we'll move on um so yeah playing uh, melbourne in uh, grand final weekend so yeah um yeah it could be juicy fantasy scoring there but on to the main guy i want to talk about jasper pittard no yeah oh. i do want to talk about him but now nah, let's talk about paula hearn okay all right so he over the last couple of weeks he's basically playing across halfback. Mm. So he had uh, thirty seven touches last week and he's had another twenty six this week. Um, so he's loving this role across halfback and he just seems to be involved with everything coming out of defence. He uses the ball really well. I think he was going eighty percent on the weekend and yeah, just involved in everything. So I reckon they found a bit of a new role for him and I would not be surprised if he gets defender status next season because I can see him running this out for the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, it should be a pretty interesting one going forward. Someone who's touted with a lot of fantasy potential in their junior career. Um, um, was you know hampered by injuries earlier in their career and now uh, yeah is uh, starting to score pretty well. Yeah, the injury thing's an interesting one. What's he played six games for this season now? So yep. uh, what's the breakdown when you know champion data making him a defender? How many games does he actually need to play? Well, I think it's something like thirty five percent of his time in, mm. in defence. So it's a chance. Yeah. So it could be next season's Jack Bowes. Uh, yeah, but way better. Well. He's a, he's a top scorer's 84 this year, man. Yeah, but way better still. <laughs> That'd be Jack Bowes' top score this year, wouldn't it? No. Oh. Wrong. My bad. Uh, Jasper Pittard, he had 82 points. Uh, you know, he's just a good contributor each week. Just worth mentioning for that D4, D5. If he's out there, he can pop up and score pretty well. He's someone you almost draft with a bit of confidence, you know, in a, in a redraft next yeah, year. Yeah. You know, just as because he's found that spot at North Melbourne pretty comfortably. Yeah. Last, like, few, or sorry, the years that he has 
had big years. I think he's had two around the 80 mark. He's actually mm-hmm. had good a good run home. Yep. He generally goes well at the end of the season, I guess, when he's usually playing in sides where, you know, no one really cares anymore and they're just chipping around getting that pad in their stats. Mm-hmm. He always seems to come home pretty strong. So, yep. uh, Jamie McMillan, uh, 79 points. That was his first decent score back from injury. And he started the season pretty well. Yeah, he was he's averaging, averaging 74, so yeah. nothing, to, nothing to kind of – you know, really write home about, but you know, if he's if you play if you have to play him, you could do a lot worse. And I think you know, if he gets a few more games under his belt after this injury, he could come back to that form. I think. Great with the way North Melbourne are playing too. Yeah, uh, not a lot to talk about for Hawthorne. Sean Burgoyne had 103 points. It was a milestone game, milestone game for the most uh, games played by an Indigenous player. So well done to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's averaging 72 this season, but 82 from his past five. So he seems to got his body right. He's talking about going out around again next year. So I wouldn't be drafting him or anything, but if he's if he wants to be playing for his that contract, he's going to go all out in the next few weeks. So if you need someone to actually just step in, if you're light on defenders or whatever, he could actually come in and, do, and go right. He's got to make the call. Yeah. Like and if Hawthorne cut him, it would be like killing Bambi twice because they've already done it with Ruffy, really. Well, yeah, and they do it, they, but they do it all the time. They're ruthless. They, they probably will ruthless. do it. Yeah. That's the thing. If there's any club that does do it, it's Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah. So they probably will cut him. And so we'll play so another six years for the Gold Coast or something like that. Oh, I doubt it. He's <laughs> like I know, I know. You know, Luke Hodge went up to Brisbane and that, but I think he's past that. You know, so I don't think he'll be, I don't think he'll be playing next yeah, tip of the cup anyway. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mitchell Lewis, he had 92 points. Not the most fantasy friendly role, but he really knows where the goals are. He pops up, takes a grab, knows how to put him through the big one. So um, he tackles too. So I like him. Yeah, I like him as a player and a you know like a semi-fantasy prospect one of those players that you don't really notice but he shoots up because you know he, all of a sudden he's had a tackle a mark and then a kick mm-hmm. and a goal and yeah, you know he's built like a fridge yeah that too yeah all right uh Essendon versus Port Adelaide so I actually watched this one so uh yeah not that I tell can really me about remember it. much but uh uh yeah so Dan Houston he had uh, 123 points uh another hot week so he was basically playing as a full-time mid uh this week so yeah, he's aver- only averaging 77 this uh, this year, and he's had three tons. I reckon he's a real breakout contender, um, especially he'll probably keep that defender status next year because I don't think he's played enough in the midfield this season. But you think about Port's midfielders, you know, you've got Boke, you've got Robbie Gray, you've got Brad Ebert, you've got a few older ones in there. Rocky's probably getting a bit long in the tooth. He, there's a good chance he steps into that role full time in the next few years, sure. and you know, showing what he did on the weekend, he can he can really score. Well, he's playing over Sam Pelpepper, who is the you know future gun of their side, and yeah. that hasn't come to fruition. So, yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd be loading up on Dan Houston. I'd, I'd be a bit worried he might lose his defender status, but you watch a lot more games than I do. Yeah, no, he still he still floats back there a fair bit, so I think he'll be fine. Uh, Sam Pelpepper had 106 points, uh, second ton of the year, which is surprising. I thought he'd had more. I think the showdown was the other one. So, um. Yeah, his scores, though, are just few and far between. And I think Wines back next week will probably really cut him back as well. Pretty similar type players. And he's probably the bottom of the pecking order there. Mm-hmm. So um, he might even go out. But I don't know, yeah. last week was pretty good. to drop him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he gets dropped quite a bit. Uh, Darcy Byrne Jones, 104 points. He's just back to pure defense, which is really nice to see. Um, averaging 89 points. Uh, could be too good for the podcast case. Definitely. Yeah. Last right. time. See you, Darcy. Bye, Darcy. Uh, Connor Rosie had 101 points, two goals, five behinds. So what could have been? Um, he's a super classy player. We all know that. He just mm-hmm. needs to get more of it. But I reckon he could turn out to be like a Robbie Gray type where he goes in the midfield, comes up forward, kicks a few snags. Won't be a huge, I don't reckon he'll ever be like a huge 100 plus every year consistently, but like a solid, you know, 85, 90 contributor as a forward. Can you keep that sound grab? Because there's so many people who are asking this kind of question, you know, that we need to know about these players, you yeah. know, whether you keep them, trade them, what are they worth? You know, all right, so your ball's on the line with this question. What's Rosie going to add his career best average? Uh, like, he, he could very well have, like, the odd season where he does turn up for a season, mm-hmm. but I reckon he'll float around the 90 mark. 
for most of his career. Will he be a centre forward or something like that for most of his career? I would say so. Um, if you look at someone like, he was kind of brought in to directly replace Wingard, mm-hmm. I think, and he plays exactly, exactly the same way. Now, Wingard do, does spend, you know, large periods of time in the midfield, but he always keeps that forward status. So, so that's reckon, his value out there on the on the market. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, well, you'd be keeping him for sure. Yeah. Or, you know, you'd want something in pretty good in return if you're going to get rid of him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice. Uh, Will Snelling, an export boy, uh, played Vesson and he had 93 points, uh, two goals. Just good to see him kind of replicating some of that state league form, mm. uh, both for here at for West Adelaide and then for Essendon. Hey, they wear the same goons, I just realised. Uh, West Adelaide do so Correct. must be quite familiar for him <laughs> anyway uh, ran- ramblings of Hef uh, mid- mid-thought mid-conversation great content yeah anyway uh, he should play the season out is what I'm uh, thinking definitely um, yeah so the only Essendon player worth mentioning for that game so. well obviously with the, the injuries to Darcy and um, Guelphy I think that kind of just reiterates he's going to keep his spot for the rest yep. of the season I'd say he's got it uh, GWS versus Sydney Swans so uh, you had oh, I had a look at this game, sorry. I got fly, f- flustered because I looked at Sam Reid and I was like, I didn't write about Sam Reid. I'd write about the GWS Sam Reid. Yeah. So, he had 102 points, uh, 25 touches and 10 marks. So, uh, he had 88 uh, two weeks prior um, back-to-back. So, he's kind of been playing a bit more up ground. But um, I'm just wondering how long it might last uh, in a GWS side with so many midfield options. Well, I, yeah, I didn't see this game because it was on in between the other two. But, um, yeah, I looked at his heat map and it was quite a lot in defence. So, yeah. there wasn't that much midfield time this week. So, I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, he's actually scoring quite well um, from defence. So, I don't know. It could be viable. I don't really know what's going going on there. There's a lot of things going a bit weird with GWS in terms of who's playing, where they're playing, yeah. all that kind of thing. So, and we did touch on me in last week. He's a bit older. So, he's that, you know, I think he might be close to 30. So, yeah. not necessarily a genuine keeper option, but one who's, you know, playing good footy at the moment. So, uh, definitely fieldable as a, as a forward option in ultimate. Yep. Uh, Brett Delidio, this is what we're talking about all year about Someone like Brett Delidio, 98 points when it comes finals time, uh, 23 touches, eight marks, four tackles. He's just finals gold. And as we do keep talking about, GWS are playing Gold Coast in the last round. Uh, Brett Delidio probably playing for a spot, playing for his, you know, not future necessarily, but I just licking your lips at having someone like him uh, in the grand final. And he's even better now. He's got the forward status in ultimate as well. Oh, yeah. Very, very tasty. Uh, and lastly for the GWS, Aiden Bonar. So, a bit of a uh, cult hero or villain in our home league. He had 49 points, but from only 58% time on ground. So, not going too bad at points per minute. Had 12 touches and three tackles. Uh, interesting to monitor him, monitor him for the rest of the season. So, this was his first game uh, for 2019, but I reckon he could kind of build into something next year. Let's just call a timeout there and explain what happened with uh, Aiden Bonar in uh, our league. Some... <laughs> Idiot, <laughs> absolute idiot, Stephen, uh, traded uh, in Bonar in Bonar for Toby Green. Yeah, preseason. I, mean, well, no, I think there's some kind of collusion with those. There two has teams. been no reasoning behind it. There is just yeah, this trade just happened out it of the happened blue before the start. Of the yeah, year. it was in yeah. the preseason trading. I don't know what he must have read some article that said Aiden Bonar's tearing up the track and wanted to trade Toby Green for yeah. him. No idea, but God, that trade just pisses me off. Anyway, it's still a horrible decision, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm still interested to see what he can uh, produce for the rest of this year. Yeah. Uh, Tom Patley, uh, 105 points from him. He actually scored 77 more points than he did last week from basically the same time on ground. So, uh, kind of shows the difference what Patley can produce. But it is his fourth ton for the season, and I do quite like him more and more each week as a 2020 prospect. I think he's going to be a fantastic, you know, mid-forward option. And, um, you know, even if he's not scoring hundreds 
foods each week, you know, if he's popping up four or five tonnes a year in a yeah. decent kind of 80 average, that's uh, forward gold, really. With the kind of redevelopment of Sydney's list as well, I think he's going to be one of the mainstays. Mm. Um, they're going to rely on him a lot over the next few years, so I think he's going to be right. I agree. Uh, my boy Ryan Clark, 92 points from him. That was his third score in the 90s of the year. Just teasing me. Um, you know, obviously, he, he's uncapable, almost unstartable because he uh, fluctuates from, you know, your 90 to your 50 or 60. So, it's just with the role, very, very unpredictable. And there's, you know, a lot of people in that midfield, halfback, you know, tagging mix at Sydney. Very, very hard to get a read on this year and uh, just kind of want to see what Sydney will do next year, I think, more yeah. than uh, too worried about too I many s- Sydney mids. I still have hope for him. He plays the right style of game. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's- It's just the horse factor. Yeah. He ruins <laughs> ruins players. Yeah. Uh, another one he's ruined this season. Uh, another tease is Ollie Florent. Oh, he ruined himself. Yeah. <laughs> 91, but from only 28 touches. So, just kind of proves that, yes, he can score, but doesn't do enough of the stuff. You know, if you're getting 28 touches, you really need to be cracking close to a ton there. So, more tackles, more marks, please, Ollie. But I still think he's tracking okay as a fantasy prospect. Uh, just kind of see where Sydney's midfield develops. And lastly, Hayden McLean, 88 points from him. Uh, was the Swans' leading hit-out scorer. Obviously, basically, it was him and Sammy Reid doing the rucking, but they got absolutely smashed by Mummy, who had 54 hit-outs himself. Uh, kind of interesting, because uh, if you're looking at someone who you can play as a forward, uh, I think he's a forward or forward back in uh, Ultimate, look, they've got Port, Melbourne, and St. Kilda coming up. So, if, if he's going in as their kind of main ruckman, potentially he might be able to score a few points against Port and St. Kilda, but, you know, you'd don't want to have him in a semi-final against Melbourne, I don't think. I don't know. If Lysett comes back in, then he's got Lysett, Gorn, and Royal Marshall. If, but you don't know what's going on at Port. Yeah, but even so, I'd probably back Laddams in to win more hitouts and stuff like that against him as well. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Uh, St. Kilda apparently aren't that thrilled with Rowan Marshall's ruck work. Well, it's so. true. He's better around the ground, mm. but then I think that's where... I think someone like McLean probably scores a little bit better than mm. most the average Ruckman. So he might be dented the most in that oh, game. Yeah, really. well, if, if you were going that, if, if I had to play him, I'd be kind of confident starting him in two of those three games as a, as a forward option. Yeah, yeah. The way he's scoring, you couldn't yeah. really look past him. He yeah. like, hasn't put a foot wrong so mm. far. Yeah. Uh, Fremantle and Geelong, the next game. Uh, watched a bit of this uh, post golf on Saturday. Ethan Hughes from the Fremantle Football Club. He had 90, 22 touches and seven marks. Uh, he's kind of putting together a handy enough second half of the season. Obviously, Luke Ryan out gives him a bit more opportunity back there. And look, he's uh, mature age, 24 um, years old. Uh, he's just one I want to monitor. I think he's kind of got a bit of fantasy potential, not, you know, super, super gun, but uh, we're talking deep keeper leagues here and I think he might be worth a look uh, sometime next year if he can kind of lock down his position in the next um, week. And Talon Jaman is another one who kind of has stepped into that Luke Ryan role. Um, 73 points from him on the weekend has shown glimpses too. So they're uh, two interesting uh, players from the Fremantle backline that I wouldn't mind seeing for the rest of the season. Darcy Tucker is the other one from Fremantle. He scored pretty well. He had 90 points. He's putting in a really, really solid season. So yeah. as a guy who was, you know, really not talked about whatsoever, he's actually had five um games from his last eight uh, where he scored 80 plus so you yeah. know if you're talking your last kind of mid position or a utility spot you know that's pretty handy just that consistency yes maybe not hitting the, the hundreds or so each week but uh, you know just someone who you know you can back in for an 80 which is um, a win 
Yeah, I agree. He's been pretty impressive. And for Geelong, it was an absolute train wreck of a game uh, for both football and fantasy. No tons from their side. Scott Selwood's probably the only one that might be worth talking about. He had 74, uh, only had the 15 touches, but the nine tackles. So probably just holds his spot, but you just don't know with Scott Selwood. Um, he's kind of one, if he does get picked, I'd be pretty happy to have him on my field. Yeah. You just don't know whether he's actually going to get picked each week. I think it's concerning for Geelong to actually have him in the side. Yeah, but you know, we're a fantasy football podcast know, here, and I, I think that he's kind. He, he, if he's playing, you put him on your side. Put him in your team. I think. Yeah, he's got the like. He's had the history, I guess, to actually score okay in the past mm. when he was at West Coast. Yeah, um, and then I think one season at Geelong, he was okay, and he yeah. just got ruined as soon as he left West Coast. Yeah. It was like he was an absolute gun there, and then nothing. Yeah, it's he's a weird one. But anyway, uh, you're on a roll, case. So let's keep going with that. Melbourne versus Richmond. Radio. So Melbourne v Richmond. Bailey Fritch. He scored a dead even 100. Had 10 marks and three goals for his ton really loving his progression he's had three tons in the last five games so he is going super super well so what's going to be very interesting about him next year is what you know uh position he's going to be given so i think he started the season as a center he's got back status now so he's a back center yeah. i reckon next year he could even sneak a back forward which would make him super super valuable well the last few weeks i've been watching him he's been popping up and kicking snags and taking marks at side yeah. 50 and stuff like that so yeah i don't know uh he could just be a forward only yeah I know, does I, that hurt him? but it would be still good because you know you can't can't argue with three tons out of five coming home towards the end of the season. I think that's no, fantastic. He's just popped numbers. up out of nowhere. He has. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. It's good. It's good. So monitor him for the rest of the year, but I think his value is going to keep rising week on week. I think I've got him in one of our keeper leagues and I've got to start playing him because I reckon he's just sitting on my bench still. <laughs> Obviously, you're a good coach. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, a few that I don't pay heaps close attention to. <laughs> yes. Michael Hibbard. Um, you remember when he drafted him in our home league? Oh, God. He actually remembered how to play football on the weekend, had 29 touches, but for only 89 points. Yeah, he does it every now and then. He yeah, can, but it's you know, only his yeah. second game of this season. He's had an 80 plus. Yeah. So he's had a pretty, pretty stinky, stinky season. He's done yeah, from fantasy perspective. Uh, definitely. And I wouldn't risk him playing uh, in the finals this season. So, he, if you had him, he's just too unreliable this year. I'd go as far to say he won't get drafted next year in our league. Mm, he'll get taken by someone. Okay. I've got someone in mind. All right. Yourself? No, DT. <laughs> um, but uh, only because he's a staunch Melbourne supporter. Um, Kyle Dunkley from the side as well. He had 72 points from 74% time on ground. So, two goals and 12 touches from him. I'm just interested to track his progress, see if he's got any of his brother's ability about him. You know, yeah. 72 from 74 is not too bad in your third or fourth AFL game. I'm no scientist, but surely it's genetic. It's got surely to be genetic. Surely there's fantasy uh, football it's got genes. Uh, It'll be interesting to track his progress. It'll be yeah. good. So hopefully he can, kind of sticks into that side for the rest of the year and we get another three games out of him to uh, get a bit of scoping heading into 2020. All right, some tags. Yeah, Jaden Short. He had 93 and uh, just kind of reiterated the fact that I'm confident he's going to be a gun. So he backed up a 106 from the week prior. I just kind of feel that, you know, there was a bit of chatter about him. Does he actually have the, the capabilities? I've always been quite confident and I'm more than happy to retain my faith in him. In one of my leagues, um, I'm clear top. So we're going to finals this year and I just made, I didn't want another guy to make the finals. So I tried to tank and I stuck the captaincy on Jaden Short this week. And, uh, and I think the first quarter he had about 40 odd points or something like that. He's so close that to yeah. high 30s and I thought it was actually just going to go ham. Luckily he slowed down. But uh, <laughs> yeah, as a, as a future Batman, he's obviously going to keep that for basically his career because that's his spot. Um, yeah, yeah. Lock and load for sure. Definitely. Keeper. Uh, Titch Edwards, Shaney Edwards had 90 points from 31 touches. Um, there was a bit of talk around role changes and positional changes at Tigerland with Josh Caddy coming back into the side. So, obviously, Edwards uh, a bit more time around the ball, but uh, no faith on him, uh, no faith in him. But um, potentially, he's, he's, he's playing all right the last few weeks, so it could be a bit of a point of difference in finals and, and someone you'd 
potentially play. Uh, got forward status, so could be handy. And lastly, Jackie Graham, my boy. Uh, all chips in on him. 81 points from only 72% time on ground. His numbers are still quite low, so if you do want him, I would buy now because his value is only going to skyrocket in 2020. I reckon it's going to be hard to get him from now on. But, uh, yeah, look, um, like I used to always think that Cotchin would affect him so much, but even – I know Cotchin's out now, but even with him back in, he's been scoring well this season. So, yeah, it's good to see. And you had the pleasure of watching the Crows beat St. Kilda on Saturday night, oh, did you? Riveting. Yep, loved it. Uh, David McKay, he had 103 points. He's only averaging 67 this season. He's pretty stinky um, in most of his career. But mm-hmm. Brody Smith playing midfield, so he might be a bit of a beneficiary there. So it could be something to actually, uh, yeah, to take a look at. Uh, Wayne Miller had 85 points. And I think the, the best thing about it is, um, well, at this point in the, in the season, he's playing his full-time defence role again. So, want. yeah, we want that to hold next season. So... The, the big question is, can he improve? He's averaged 81 this year. Has he got more in him? I do think he does. I think he's going to roll through that midfield full-time because he's got pace and skill in the Crows like that in spades. So, yeah. I think he probably just needs, you know, the rest of the season to, to keep building another preseason. I think he's going to be a very, very good player. Yeah, I think so too. But if I think if he's going to get better at scoring fantasy-wise, he's going to have to go in the midfield because I just think that Crow's defence mm. is just going to be too hard to but score. But I, I, I genuinely think he will move into the midfield. So yeah, if yeah. you can kind of get him next year with his back status still capable, I think, uh, yeah, it could be the year for him. Is he going to be the 100-plus each year type? I don't know. I don't think he will be. Uh, I think he'll be that kind of, you know, high high 80s, mid-90s type thing. I think he could be a 90 to 100 yeah, yeah. kind of player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Memberberry is Tim Memberry um, for the South Park fans out there. Uh, 100 points, uh, not super reliable, pops up with these good scores. And, you know, he's just mentioned, worth mentioning as a good streamer, I think. Yeah. Uh, Monitor his roles, although I wouldn't have picked him to score that well against yeah, the Crows with the fans, against but, the Crows, uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, just think of him as a streamer because he does pop up. Uh, Hunter Clark, 84 points. So, you know, last week, Kays, you reckon he was going to be better than Jimmy Warple? Jimmy Warple Will be. Yeah, only had 124 or something this week. But yeah, uh, everyone peaks <laughs> early. Uh, yeah, but no, he had a lot across the, the a lot of the ball across the wing, so he's playing up pretty high. Still that kind of halfback role, but um, getting most of his kicks up the ground. So uh, yeah, he's quite good. Um, Delicious. Yeah, he's no Jimmy Warple. No, nah, he's gonna be better. He's quite good. Better. All right, uh, Collingwood. So and versus Gold Coast Suns, but we'll talk about the Collingwood uh, players first. Uh, Rupert Wills. He had eighty three points from eighty three minutes, and he's teased for so long. And you know, he's someone that. Everyone looks at because he gets around this eighty, these eighty points each, um, mm. eighty, you know, each week when every time he plays, especially the past few seasons where he's actually got a game. Uh, but I just don't think he's ever going to get more time on ground than this, and I don't think he's going to get you any more than an eighty most weeks. Yeah, no. Well, I, I watched this game on Sunday. My issue with someone like Rupert Wills, and I was thinking about him when I was watching it actually, is that the poor bastard just can't get a game in Collingwood's side. The only reason he's playing is because there's literally no one else to play yeah. at Collingwood at the moment. You know, like. When they've got a full strength side, he's not even in their best, probably 25, 26. So I just don't know if he's got the tank for AFL as well. He's just not. The, he's a good VFL scorer. He's probably yeah, yeah. going to be he's serviceable, but he's probably just at the wrong club. Yeah, probably. He needs to move like uh, someone like Miles or something like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, yeah. yeah. Man, that might be on the cards, actually. Uh, Josh Dacos uh, had 81 points, uh, racked him up across halfback. Uh, it comes from some good pedigree, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing him and Callum Brown in the future. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, right. now I've got my eye on him going forward just with that type of talent. Uh, yeah, you've got to you've got to keep your arms play like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brody Majek had 81 points, two goals from 10 marks. He's going to play a big part in Collingwood's push for top four, I think, especially with Cox out now. Yeah. He's going to have to take a few grabs and kick a few goals. So another good streamer for finals I think I think his value rises dramatically with yep. Cox out you know there's they're already lacking height in that forward line now so Mike is going to be the man the main man yeah uh, that means he gets probably the best defender though as well 
but Collingwood still used the ball pretty well, so yeah. I'm confident that he can take. He can still clunk, you know. Close yeah, because he doesn't play like a big lumbering tool, does he? No. He's quite yeah versatile. And he does fly in from the side a lot and that yeah. kind of thing. So I, I'd be confident playing him each week for the rest of the year. Yep. Uh, Matt Scharenberg had 80 points, and uh, this was his best score since coming back from ACL number three, I think it was. Mm. Uh, monitor for next year because he's got lots of fantasy potential. He's had some huge scores in the past. Um, and, yeah, he can be pretty consistent when he plays. Just so a good run at it. Yeah, just don't get injured, please. Uh, Braden Mayne, I'm just going to mention him again because I talked about him last week. He had 78 points again to keep the run of scores in the 70s uh, on the go. So that's good. He's just a super consistent, you know, mid to high 70s scorer. Doesn't ever crack the 80, but, uh, you know, yeah, I think he's averaging about 75 or something like that. So that's what you expect. Uh, Charlie Ballard had 111 points mm. uh, onto the Gold Coast now, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 15 marks. Uh, he's always been touted as a great interceptor and he's had some okay scores, but they're few and far between. So, again, the kind of key defender rule as well for me. Yeah, but he's not that t- Tall. He doesn't yeah. look that tall out there. So I feel that like if they actually get a bit of height in their back line, he can be a play fantastic halfback. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. we see people like Josh Battle play that type of role, yeah. which is probably what he's suited to if he can get yeah. it. And he yeah, has actually, he's no. great hands. He He's one I'd definitely. There's a few guys that, are, that I could look at yeah. uh, Gold Coast on the weekend, and obviously Jack Bowes let me down. But um, <laughs> there's a few guys like that you're going to talk about who I reckon could be serious players fantasy Yeah, I'm starting to feel it now. Now you mention it. Yeah. Just uh, needs someone else to kind of take the pressure off him yeah. down there. Yeah. Don't know if uh, Gold Coast will get it, though, anytime soon. Uh, Jacob Dawson, uh, third game of the season. He had 100 points, uh, 14 marks. He was playing in defense, and uh, he averages 95 in the NEFL, but he's had some huge scores. So, you know, 95 is not big for Neville. Yeah. That's basically the equivalent of like a 60 in AFL. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's had some big scores. He had a big 139 and 122 in the in the last few weeks. Um, so just watch this space on him because he could be one of those players that comes into the AFL and actually thrives, so with the yeah. better ball users around him and things like that. So. I was very impressed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack Lacocious, speaking of being impressed, yeah. uh, he had 99 points and playing mainly in defence, um, just being put behind the ball to get that touch, which mm-hmm. is a really good move by Stuart Joe, I reckon, mm-hmm. uh, just to get him into the game because he was really battling as that kind of key forward and now yeah. uh, the Kings come in and uh, started to well. take yeah. goals and keep, like, so they, they can spare him around the place so um, yeah he's one of the few key forwards um, with rookie uh, potential I think mm-hmm. so if you look at uh, it's Ben King isn't it Gold Coast not yep. Max yep. Um, so yeah Ben King uh, you know look at him he kick, takes marks kick goals but he's not scoring anywhere like this in fantasy wise because he's not getting as much of the pill so that's what they're trying to get Lakosha to do early in the season just wasn't working but they've kind of identified and everyone knew it that he's probably one of the best mm. best like I guess got some of the best foot skills in the competition really yeah. for, for a junior yeah he was so impressed to watch I yeah. absolutely love watching him tear it up there yeah. he did turn the ball over a bit because I think he just got a bit rushed at times but you know yeah. young kid in a you know, struggling team it's probably bound to happen but Jeezy can just find the ball it's very exciting very exciting alright let's move on to the Carlton versus West Coast game yeah, so just obviously someone who's a bit too good for the pod, but Nick Newman, 135 and kicked four goals. Like, <laughs> who is this guy? Like, and this could, could this actually be a proper move, like into the midfield or that weird utility role? Because, you know, maybe there's a few, obviously, Colton have a pretty damn good back line if, you know, Kate Simpson sticks around and yeah. Doherty comes back. And if Daisy Thomas goes on again, you know, I know there's a bit of age back there, but, you know, potentially they could spare someone like Newman around the ball. And if he does have that goal sense, he could. Like kind of really rocket up some uh, lists next year. Yeah, well, another one they've got back there is Sam Petrovsky seaton So mm. where they're going to play all these players? You, I guess Daisy goes out and Kate Simpson goes out. Yeah, and that's eventually, but there. maybe not next year. Maybe they yeah. still want to hang on to those guys for another year. So yeah. interesting to see the the build up of them next year. But if you had Nick Newman, who kind of went from being okay and he's kind of just taking the next level, which is uh, good to see. Be interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, Cade Simpson, he had 94 points and 25 touches. He's kind of back to the Cade evolved the last few weeks. So, obviously, you know, Daisy Thomas on the weekend probably helped uh, him just get a bit more ball. But I think he's going to be another one who's going to be finals gold. I think that um, Teague's kind of settled that back line down very well. They seem to be chipping it around a bit more and, and you know, getting a few more cheap marks, etc. So, I think Cade Simpson in his last three games is going to be very, very uh, good to have in your side if you're batting for a finals win. Yeah, I hope a few contenders out there went hard to get him because, mm. uh, yeah. It's going to be decent for finals. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harry McKay, 93 points from him, 18 touches and 11 marks. So, look, someone like him, it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster game to game, but can actually win you a game of football uh, fantasy-wise on your on his day. So, a bit hard to predict, but um, now, you know, him and Aaron Norton are a bit similar. They kind of seem to go massive or, you know, really uh, stink it up. But, you know, young key forwards who take big grabs are going to be worth a lot, especially with their mobility and, and their ball-winning ability. So, definitely keep him, if you can, in the future. And someone else who's just kind of sneaking into my calculations is Jacob Wiedering. So, he had 76 points on the weekend. And I've got a really, really uh, hard black book watch on him for 2020 because he is developing a bit of a fantasy game under David Teague. So, if he can keep the coach's role there, I think he might kind of grow into something. So, he's had 92, 62 and 76 in his last three, which is well up on his normal numbers. But his marks have continuously increased over the last three weeks. So, a bit more intercepting marks, you know, not playing that key defense that he had to play earlier in the season and I think he's got that ball winning and fantasy ability it's just if he can be unshackled and hopefully as Carlton kind of you know build as a side that he gets that ability to you know try and just find his own ball and it's very exciting if he does I don't know looking at his last three he's done that a lot that you know not just under David Teague like those kind of sco- that kind of scoring yeah I don't know he's just too inconsistent for mine you know my uh, rule with key defenders yeah same with the next guy you're going to talk about yeah oh this is just because there was no one else to talk to for West Coast but uh, Jerry McGovern was basically the only person worth talking about for the West Coast Eagles uh, he picked off 13 marks in his 91 points if you do looking at towards finals they've got the Crows Richmond and Hawthorne in their last three and probably Crows and Richmond aren't using the ball that well uh, sorry Crows and Hawthorne aren't using the ball that well this season so might be a couple of good games to field McGovern if you can um because he could have a few few field days out there against some you know weaker ball using teams all right, on to the last game, Brisbane Lions versus Western Bulldogs. Yeah, Take we'll it away. home. We've got uh, Brisbane Lions, Charlie Cameron. He had 90 points and has basically put himself as basically one of the game's best elite small forwards. He was uh, amazing to watch on Sunday. Um, he does kind of get a bit more time in the midfield than he kind of did previously, either at the Crows or even last year at the Lions, but he's very much a quality over quantity player. So looking back through his uh, stats, he kind of needs four, four or so goals to really score well. So makes it hard for him to, um, you know, play him each week because he can fluctuate good scores. But, um, you know, would I play him for the rest of the year? He's probably in good enough form that, you know, he banking him in to kick a few goals so yeah um i, I just, feel he's got to be kicking goals to be a scoring yeah, yeah. option yeah. and i agree but i just worry as well that so often we see a good young side just come up the ranks and then drop away the next season mm-hmm. so you look with like western bulldogs or you know earlier than that port in 2014 or something like that uh size just kind of a young have a real red hot crack at it have a good season and then they take fall away for a couple of years and take a while to come back mm-hmm. if this does happen to brisbane i reckon that really hurts charlie cameron because he's probably gonna get locked down a lot Ball more use, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. so um i just be wary but I do like what I'm seeing at the moment so for this season I'll be happy to play him fantasy wise for sure but uh, yeah just be wary of Brisbane going forward uh, so someone like Eric Hitwood as well. He had 90 points on the weekend, 10 marks, two goals. He's going to be a, a really good player, but I just don't think he's got that um, key forward fantasy ability like some of the other guys like a McKay or a Norton. So um, he'll have his good days for sure like he did on the weekend, but uh, probably not play uh, 
what's it called? Startable week to week. So not yet. No, I'd still, I'm still not writing him off yet. Uh, I'd be keener on some other guys than, than he would. I just like his athleticism. So I reckon they could potentially be used somewhere other than the key forward. And mm. yeah, interesting. At some stage in Don't his career. Don't uh, Noah Answorth, he had 70, uh, 18 touches, six, mark, six marks, and the Rising Star Award. So a nice little weekend for Noah. He looks pretty solid. Uh, he's scoring a right in his first season. And look, he's kind of that medium-sized defender. Yeah. So uh, interesting to see what kind of comes of him. Um, playing in that Brisbane backline is a, a pretty good uh, feather in your cap at this stage of your career. So he might be someone worth looking at, you know, 2020 and beyond just to see what he can uh, do. It might not ever become something super fantasy prevalent, but uh, just worth watching. Didn't have a good junior career, just purely being played as like that kind of smaller lockdown type. Um, And I just don't know if I'll see it coming through to AFL, especially with the Brisbane defenders they do have, Mm. uh, you know, with uh, Rich and Withered and stuff like that. And they're players that actually can can score well. Mm. Um, I don't know how much of the ball will go around for him to actually score well. Interesting to watch. Uh, Hayden Crozier, 90 points. Uh, He's averaging 80 in his last five games. He's just found his spot nicely in the dogs back line back there, which um, aren't going too badly. So he's uh, just kind of... Started to play some good, consistent footy. Aaron Norton had 14 touches, 10 marks and two goals. 84 points for him. And look, he's that's kind of the game you want to see from, um, you know, a forward like that each week. If, if you key forward can kind of score your 84 points and, you know, f- only from 14 touches, a couple goals, 10 or so marks, I think that's a good day out. So, you yeah. know, yes, he can score his 130s, but you just don't want him scoring those 30s or 40s. So, it's these games, if that's consistency, it's a... You can start him each week with some confidence. Especially in a game where they were never really on top as well. You yeah. had to work for every possession, I guess. Yeah, so it's, it's super super promising if you're an owner for, of him. And lastly, Paddy Lipinski. He had 83 points from only 72% time on ground. Yes, his last three games have been a bit quietish, but was a lot more solid here. Um, and if you look back over the last three games, he's only kind of playing low 70% time on ground. So don't worry about his drop-off in uh, scoring. He's going to be a super, super player for years to come. So don't get too trade hasty. Nah, he's definitely uh, one worth holding on to. All right, that's the round rewind done, and we'll move on to From the Twos. All right, on to From the Twos, the segment where we look at all the State League fantasy scores, and we'll give you the top five uh, from each week. Now, just to preface this, there was no sample while Port Adelaide and uh, Adelaide didn't play on the weekend, so there's no sample scores to read out. So we'll start off with the VFL. Take it away, Kate. Yeah, so David Myers had 135 points, which is a, a nice showing from him and potentially finds his way back into the Bombers side this week. Uh, Marty Hall had 133, a bit of an outlier. His average is 88 for this season. Tommy Campbell just continues to dominate the VFL, 129 points from him, just up on his average of 124 this season. Toby Nankervis surely plays this week for Richmond. He had 128. Looks like he's hit back form, which is great. And Jed Anderson, probably another one who comes in for the Ruse this week. He had 121 points uh, up on his average of 93 this season. All right, on to the kneeful. Now, Joel Amadi, not, not many people might know this name, but he's mm. a young Sydney ruckman. So that's quite interesting. I'd never heard of him today yeah. until I read an article. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, with the kind of ruck crisis at Sydney yep. as well, playing an underside ruckman in McLean, they did pick up Mickey Knoll as well mm. uh, in the preseason, uh, sorry, the mid season draft. I don't know. Could someone like Amadi see his way in the side? He could, but can he score 154 points? I don't think Probably so. Probably not, because yeah. that's just a normal average 76. <laughs> 
score in the <laughs> AFL. Uh, Nick Shipley had 149. Corey Lyons has 138. Just get him in. Give him a game. If Zorko's out. If there's out, ever going to be a week, it'll be this week. He's, this, this is his last three. 139, 137, 138. Averaging 116 this season. He's going to have to He's move just down the road to Gold Coast. kicking the door down. Mm. I don't know. He just can't get in the side. Uh, Ryan Brastonak had 130. He always goes big. And he had 181 last week. Uh, Adam Kennedy had 112 on the weekend as well. So, that wraps up the kneeful. Uh, the Waffle, Travi Collier had 111. Hamish Brayshaw had 88. His average is 97 this season. So, tracking quite nicely for a Brayshaw if we're talking about pedigree. Matty Allen, 83. Cam McCarthy, 82. And Brendan Archie. 71. All right, short, sharp, and shiny uh, from the two segment. Thanks to the Sam for not having a game, but we'll move on to the captain's call. Okay, on to the captain's call segment where we look at all the left field uh, captaincy options and uh, try to find you someone that you wouldn't usually uh, pick as your captain if you're really scraping or really struggling. So the first one I'm going to talk about, and geez, I personally wouldn't do this one, but Jared Polek is up there because he averages uh, 80, sorry, averages 122 at uh, GMHBA Stadium. So one to look at if you're really battling. That's a good game. Yeah, so... Could be, uh, yeah, a decent, uh, yeah, it could actually be a decent game, but yeah. Mm. Um, Jaeger O'Meara, he averages 115 in Canberra against GWS and, uh, yeah, averages 101 against them in total. So, um, yeah, not bad numbers there. Braden Fiorini averages 123 against Brisbane Lions. So, could score big. Tommy Rockliffe averages 111 against Sydney. Good captaincy option there. Although, yeah, a bit down on form and he had 92 last week. Uh, Scott Pendlebury, he averages 102 at MCG. Uh, Joel Selwood averages 105 against North Melbourne. Nick Newman averages 114 against Richmond. So if he's playing that role as well, he could actually score pretty big. Yeah, He's big 135 massive. last week. Uh, and Luke Shuey averages 104 against Adelaide Crows. So playing on his home deck as well. Only averages 91 on the home deck, so he seems to go a little bit better elsewhere. But uh, yeah, um, could be someone that goes big against an opposition that's favourable to him. Uh, we get all these numbers uh, on our Patreon page. We uh, scrape the uh, the state league scores, all the champion data stuff. Um, and we also do a lot of a data analysis on the uh, captaincy stuff and come up with some projections and things like that. So if you are keen to join on, head to uh, patreon.com slash keeper league pod and sign up it's getting the end of the season we are having numbers drop off but we've got plenty of good stuff coming in the off season we'll have all the draftees numbers so we have both their um uh their tack cup or sorry both their uh, state league i guess scoring and we'll have both um and also their under 18s championship numbers as well for you to look at and to compare we'll also probably do a draft episode as well we'll also have projections for next season all that sort of stuff coming there'll up there'll be plenty so. of content coming over the uh the pre-season time. Yep. So. so all the guests off-season stuff will be for Patreon uh, subscribers only. So if you want to get a head start on your league, uh, you want to make sure you're on board with that. All right, on to our favourite segment, the listener tweets. All 
Okay, moving on to the listener tweets, the chance our listeners uh, get each week to ask us a few questions uh, about their leagues or about players or who they should uh, line up each week or whatever really comes off the top of your domes, you can spin it our way and we'll uh, yeah see if we can answer it for you. So a few curly ones this weekend, guys. Yeah, a few hard ones to I actually know. go through. Uh, let's read the first one. So at Bob Sacamano Jr., who do you think could be a sneaky breakout fantasy player uh, to watch for next season? Sneaky, uh, interesting word but uh look it's, it's so tough because we talk about similar guys each week so there's a lot of guys we are excited about look i think at the top of the tree uh jack graham i think he's ready to go next level i'm talking 100 plus next year at richmond so i still think he's a bit of value if you can get him for cheap this season i don't trust any richmond player to score particularly well but I reckon each he's to their own i reckon he's got it uh tommy papley i think he's still under the radar and i think he could be a very very nice uh mid forward option for many many years to come he's still very very young uh, as well so uh one to keep an eye on there and, i like that one better yeah and just from the weekend jacob dawson just uh he had something about him he obviously he's got that needful uh pedigree um and he just seemed to rack him up with ease back there um especially when, you know, Gold Coast weren't necessarily playing very well towards the end of the game and still kept finding the footy, uh, still kept doing some good things. So I think uh, from top to bottom there, the three that kind of are a bit uh, who I'd be interested in taking. I'm neither here nor there with that one. Too early to call. <laughs> just Is he related to Jordan don't Dawson? Rate him. Oh, hopefully. Then I'll be on board. Uh, my player, I don't know how sneaky this is, but I think next year is Andrew fucking Brayshaw year, I reckon. 2020 is going to be his year. He's going to burst onto the scene. He's going to finally start playing more than 70 minutes a game and uh, start hamming it up, I think. That'll be the big one. I think uh, when we do our projections and stuff for next year, uh, Hef does a fantastic job of putting all, you know, um, time on ground percentage and, you know, points per minute stuff up there. So that's where you can really get a head start and, you know, while you're looking at Brayshaw's scores this year and going, oh, he's only scoring 60s, 70s, but when he's going at big points per minute, um, having those statistics um, drafting ahead of next year is so important and can do you the world of good because, you know, a 10, 10 or 15% jump in time on ground can be a big, big uh, jump in point score too. All right, next question, Kays. Yeah, it's from at Russ2468. It's round one of my finals for my league. Should I field Max versus the Pies or Big Boy versus GWS? Yeah, I guess Max versus the Pies against Grundy. It's tough, but I think you've got to go Gorn. You've got to go the, with the guy who averages more, don't you? Yeah, uh, I, I would. Um, yes, Big Boy could dominate GWS, but you know, at the same time, Mummy had 54 hitouts on the weekend. I know it was against basically no Ruckman, yeah. yes, but you know, he, you're not getting free hitouts against uh, Mumford. Mumford yes. Grundy had his biggest score ever against him and Dawson Simpson. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell. Would you be upset playing either? I don't know. No, nah, you're be in a pretty good Gorn. position if you've got both, but yeah. I'd just go Gorn just because yeah. it's averaging more. You, it's, you know, it's not time to fuck around in finals. No. You go with your, the guy you usually pick each week, I think. Yeah, agreed. Uh, at DanK101, got a big first final this week and need some help. Who to field out of Witherden or Perryman? And in the midfield, Angus Brayshaw, Andrew Brayshaw or Scott Selwood? And in the forward line, Jackie Rewalt or Christian Petrarca? Thanks for all the help. Really enjoy your podcast. All right, the first one, um, I would probably go... Well, I've got Perryman and Witherden to actually score the same this week in my projections. Both score 68. Witherden does average 88 at home, though, and they're playing Gold Coast, so mm. I'd probably go them. In the midfield case, Brayshaw, Brayshaw, or Selwood. Which one do you go? Ah, uh, Jeez, it's a bloody tough one. I go Gus. 
Yeah, I just, think you just got to. Even though he's been so shit, I'm just if you if you rode the wave this far, yeah, you might as well just stick it out just yeah. in case. Because he can kind of go, all right, Brayshaw, Angus Brayshaw will score eighty. You know, yeah. Andrew Brayshaw could score eighty Anywhere between sixty and, and eighty, and, and Scott Selwood may not play or could score seventy. Seventy. So yeah. I think you know. Yes, you want to kind of roll the dice sometimes in finals, but, you know, Angus Brayshaw was probably the better choice, I think, there. And Rewell or Petrarca? Um, who are the Tigers got this week? The Tigers have Carlton. So, yes, they should uh, go okay, but I would still be probably going Petrarca. Mm, Petrarca against Collingwood, interesting. Yeah, their mid like Collingwood's midfield isn't um you know isn't that hot at the moment, and I just like the way he kind of does go in the midfield and score. Well, I'm going to have a split vote here. I'm going to go Jay Roo. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next question at Trav zero one four Houston. Wow. Uh, will we see that again, or was it flash in the pan? Hashtag save Ken. Um, I love that hashtag save Ken. Players love him. F loves him. Yeah, all over him. Going to get at the end of finals. Might win a flag from, you know, eighth spot. Yeah, it's good. I love being down the bottom of the ladder for five years. Can't wait to keep it going. Anyway, um, he's capable, Houston, just not consistent. So, um, yeah, like I said earlier, just watch for the future, though, because, yeah, with Port Taging midfield, I reckon he's going to see some permanent midfield time mm. uh, at some stage, sometime soon. So, um, yeah, look, this score was probably one of the bigger ones for you. It won't get bigger than that this year, and it probably won't be consistent throughout finals. But uh, in the future, I reckon he's definitely got some serious potential. Yep. Next question, Hef. Uh What are your thoughts on Jack Bowes and Jared Berry? Jeez, I'm asking the wrong person this. But uh, anyway, to take the next step and average high 90s for next year. So can Bowes or Berry average high 90s? Uh, Jared Berry can definitely do that. Um, look, he's had a bit of a slow year because he had uh, glandular fever at the start of the season, interrupted his pre-season, and it's just kind of never got going from that. Uh, the only thing I suppose that hurts Jared Berry is that there's a very, very strong Brisbane midfield mix. But yeah. on the flip side, you know, you've got Zorko and Robinson who are aging. So I think long-term Jared Berry is a very, very uh, good play. Um, and I do think he can jump into 90s next year, no dramas at all. Uh, Jack Bowes, unfortunately, it's just bloody hard to get a gauge on in this season. Look, he, he struggled on the weekend. He only had the 41 points, I think it was. But we're going to learn a lot the next three weeks. But the good thing was he did play a lot in the midfield. Um, obviously, just probably not AFL match fit, which is fair enough when you miss a couple months of footy so uh, future I, I'll, I still believe in Jack Bowes but I think if you've got the choice of two you've got to go with Jared Berry yeah in our in our league 16 keepers you're definitely keeping Bowes aren't you yeah yeah you got to because I'm, gonna I take, I'm taking a flyer on him because I believe that there's that talent there and I'd be look, keeping him too don't and worry look he's had an injury interrupted season and you've got to you know kind of let that go sometimes because we've geez, seen you, the potential uh, but you kick yourself when you're bloody um, to list players like that or yeah. you know you know, you took Seb Ross in, in those kind of circumstances so um, you know it's just what happens Alright, uh, forward breakout targets Sorry, this is at from, from at Tom Petters So, mm. forward breakout targets to follow for next season uh, Under the radar defenders and forwards Who will be available mid to late in keeper drafts next season mm-hmm. And uh, who are your state league and mid-season draft players Who will be playing AFL next season to look at? So, long question uh, But I had a look at this So, for forward, for me I think forward breakout targets that I like um, That are kind of down the list a fair way I like uh, Lockie Fogarty mm-hmm. um, Good fantasy pedigree he scored well uh, this year but with little time on ground when he did play. Um, but also, as well, they wanted to run him through the midfield, which I really liked. And I think Geelong have a role there for him. Mm-hmm. And Adam Chera as well, I'm willing to give another go, um, you know, playing 
uh, you know, playing a variety of roles this year, mainly up forward, but kind of being a role player and not, um, you know, being one of those players that gets high possessions. But I reckon he's got the potential there to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, under the rate of forward, forwards, I don't know if they're uh, that underrated. I don't know if this guy's that underrated, but uh, Shy Bolton, I reckon he's going to be a good get for future. Same with Jack Silvani, especially if he keeps going this midfield kind of time going. Yep. Jesse Hogan has, uh, would have slipped off a few people's radars as well. So I think he might be a good one going forward. And same with Ben Ainsworth uh, being injured most mm-hmm. of the season he could have slipped under too yeah for me I think Jack Loney's still very much undervalued he's missed a lot of footy this year too yeah uh, Callum Brown we talk about a lot I think he's just um, moving the right way still potentially a year oh, or two off yeah. being a super super gun and if we're talking about guys who are undervalued due to injury uh, I think Joe Danaher will slip through into a lot of drafts and potentially just you know gets forgotten about a bit but when you know two years ago when he was you know in common mental contention he was a very, very good forward option. Yeah. All right, under the radar defenders. Uh, for me, if Jared Leanett can become a regular, I don't know how under the radar he is, but he's probably no one's probably looking at him because he can't get a game. But he scores quite well, and I think just another year. Porter kind of pushing in that youth direction, trying to play as many kids as they can, and I reckon he'll be around the mark soon. Uh, Braden Maynard, just super consistent. I reckon he could probably, you know, get an extra couple of kicks a game and move into the 80s next season. Wouldn't take much for him to actually do that, especially with how consistently he scores. Uh, so I reckon he's a good uh, one. I don't know if he's under the yeah. radar. But uh, if the if you're looking a bit deeper, Jordan Ridley, if we saw in the NAB Cup earlier in the season, sorry, the JLT series, whatever it's called now, yeah. um, scored played played midfield for basically those whole three games and scored really well. Now, come the season, there was too many mouths to feed in that Essendon midfield. But uh, I think over time, that's going to be the role he'll play. So I think he might be a good get. And same with Riley Bonner, I think, is going to be a bit of a ball user outside of Port's defence, uh, coming out of Port's defence, sorry. So I think he might be one to look at despite some of the low scores this season. He's shown some real potential yeah uh ben Patton from st kilda uh, does a lot of good things when he's in their side and i think he's going to be a very good player in the future uh dave cunningham's missed a lot of football of late from colton he had a great start to the year and potentially slips off a few radars with uh minimal back end of the season so another one to keep an eye on there don't uh, know if he's a defender next season but there's probably a few that we could throw in that same yeah, category true. As well. um and another one who's missed a lot of footy this year with injury is tom langdon so you know a year or two ago he was you know, heading the right direction as in terms of a pretty reliable backman, you know, Braden Maynard style, you know, 75, 80 scorer. So he's one that, uh, you know, might slip through for a few drafts. Uh, I like there. Now for the state league and mid season types, I guess um, I do have a scrape that pretty much takes all the state league scores. So I've got one, like two separate ones. I've got one that's set up for anyone who's listed in the AFL and then one that's set up for the whole thing. I didn't have time to run that by the time getting this question and actually scrape the data from, uh, from the last bit of this season, but they will be up for our Patreon subscribers by the end of the season we'll have basically any player who's had a stat recorded against their name from champion data in any league anywhere uh, there'll be a fantasy score for them for you to have a look at so uh, another reason why to sign up to the Patreon Corey Lyons Okay. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> like if you're talking about guys who yeah. haven't had a game yet, you know, yeah. like, um, you know, someone like Jordan Dawson from Sydney last year was dominating yeah, me for last year and then has got his opportunity. James Cousins as well, you know, earlier on, you know, like, so yes, these state league scores can be important, especially for those guys looking in around their second or third year on yeah. the list where, you know, yes, someone like Corey Lyons hasn't been able to break into a strong Brisbane side yet, but, you know, yeah. still keeps playing good footy, a good preseason, an early game next year and, you know, could be a genuine star. I'm not sure if this guy 
were saying like guys that are like, like mature ages or people okay. that like to be picked up mid-season though. So if that's what you're referring to, guys that aren't on our, already on our Patreon, uh, you know, um, state league scores, will have basically every team in the country basically, yep. um, all their f- uh, fantasy numbers as well. So you can get those off our Patreon uh, in the off-season. Beautiful. <laughs> Start your research early. All right, uh, last question. This one's from uh, Facebook from Andrew Zanker. So are you in favour of destination draft locations? If so, where would your home league draft uh, be next year? So I guess when our league, the Premier gets to uh, pick where the draft is hosted, usually people end up hosting it. So mm. I'm hoping it's not in Underdale because I don't want that guy to actually yeah. win the uh, league. Yeah, but I'm hoping it's uh, poolside at Lasseter's in uh, <laughs> Alice Springs. So That'd be can, nice. If yeah. we're talking about dream destinations, I wouldn't mind just, you know, a little Gold, tri- uh, Gold Coast trip would be nice. You oh, know, I think Gold Coast is a bit of a cesspool, to be honest. Right, or Byron Bay. Yeah, I'll take that. All right, Byron yeah. Bay, you know, set up in the, the beach hotel there, yeah. laptops around there. Yeah. Sea breeze, laptops yeah. out. Anywhere there's water, really. Beers. Yeah, beer, mm. beers, sand, yeah. water. Yeah. Bring it, on. Bring it on. I don't mind the idea of Alice Springs, though. You know, in the, in the uh, desert Alice next Springs next to the pool. I suppose the like, good thing, if we went to Gold Coast, we might actually end up playing for them. <laughs> yeah, at this rate, anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, that wraps up the show. So, no iTunes reviews this week. I keep forgetting to actually bump that up the running sheet and mention them earlier in the show. So, on, we mate. are actually getting it because no one's probably listening this far into the show. Sort if the you, run sheet out. If you are listening this far, give us a tweet. Let us know that you're yeah. listening to the end. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let's uh, wrap this one up. So, I guess we'll plug our socials at Keeper League Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash keeperleaguepod. Uh, just splash some cash our way, two bucks a month or whatever. Grab all our resources and we'll read your name out in the podcast. It'll be great, so why not do that? Do it. Uh, and then also uh, head to uh, keeperleaguepod.com.au. Uh, that's our website and every hit there helps us climb those Google rankings as well. So, yeah, hit us up. All right, uh, that's it from me, Kays. You got anything else? No, best of luck to everyone in finals this week. It's yeah. uh, really starting to heat up. It's fantastic. Well, every league should be well underway now in finals, so... So yeah. it'd be good to uh, yeah tweet us through how you went or if you've got any selection dilemmas coming up to Thursday or whatever uh, when the teams are announced. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll try to help you out. We will. All right, catch us later. See ya.